Amen. Psalms 103, 1 through 5, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfied thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. Precious Lord, let us not forget. Give us strength. Give us faith. Show us your mercy when we do forget. Keep us committed. Keep us faithful in a world where, which is not faithful. Keep us committed in a world where folks aren't committed. Let us not forget how good you were and how good you still are. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Benefits. Benefits. You know, I hear that word a lot. I hear that word a lot. You know, people, people are looking for benefits. I hear that people are looking for a relationship. They say, I'm looking for a relationship with benefits. I hear people say, I'm looking for a job with benefits. What are they looking for in that job? You know, and, and they're looking for insurance. Maybe they're looking for a pension, a 401k, time off, vacation time, dental. Benefits. Benefits. What is a benefit? A dictionary, a dictionary definition of a benefit. Something that produces good, helpful results or effects or well-being. Financial help in a time of sickness, old age, or unemployment or disability benefit. How about this one? The benefits of apple cider vinegar. Y'all remember last week I told you to, I, I, I explained to you because folks, I, I was, was What's his name? Agrippa said, almost, he almost persuaded me to be a Christian. So I explained what a Christian was, and I used the illustration. I'm going to tell you what a fish is, and I explained, was it a fish I used last week? I think it was. But here's the benefits of apple cider vinegar, and I, and I look at this stuff. It helps your digestive system, lowers your blood sugar, circulation. Now, here's one I didn't know. You can put it on weeds. Did you know, Margaret, you could put vinegar on weeds and they'd kill the weeds? How about this one? Clean your windows. You can brush your teeth with vinegar. Benefits. God, God's word says for us not to forget his benefits. And, 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 and David writing this says, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name. What are you talking about all this within him? You know, you want to bless the Lord with your thoughts, with your affections. You want to be stirred up when it's time to sing. That's an opportunity for us to do what? We talked about this a little bit. To bless the Lord. And all that we eat, drink, and do, we do to the glory of God. Meaning, we do it in a way that blesses the Lord. We don't want to... We don't want to forget. So, so David says, bless the Lord, all oh my soul and all that is within me. Bless 
His holy name. Verse 1. What a powerful opening to a wonderful, wonderful verse. Then he says in verse 2, he says, Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Now, how many of y'all know your souls can bless the Lord? Your souls have the ability to bless the Lord. How about that? What what we talk about our souls, the the things we do and say, the way we treat people, the way we the way we direct our emotions and our thoughts. We all 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 that we do, all that our soul do, we can bless the Lord with it. Now we can use our soul to bless the devil too. We we all know about that too. Okay, we can use our souls to do good, and we can use our souls to do evil. But David is saying here, or the writer of this psalm is saying, bless the Lord, O my soul, watch this, and forget not all his benefits. Don't overlook them, okay? Don't ignore them. See, sometimes we, sometimes God will bless us. God will do something wonderful in our lives. Sometimes God will do something miraculous in our lives. And we'll tell God while he, he's in the midst of performing that miraculous event in our lives, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to serve you. I'm never going to forget you. But David is saying, it's possible for us to forget. It's possible for us to disregard or ignore. Because, see, Satan wants us to forget the goodness of God. Because if Satan can get us to forget the goodness of God, sooner or later, we'll start serving him. We'll start blessing him. You know, I hear people all the time, you know, Yvonne may hear it tomorrow when she go into surgery. Somebody might walk up there and walk up to her while she's on the, while she's on the, the bed going in and say, good luck. Good luck with your surgery. And, and, and I hope Jeremy's right there next to her and says, we, we ain't operating in luck. Amen. We operating in faith. We operating in grace. We operating in mercy. We operating in God's love. Okay? See, we, you know, we can forget in a, in, a, in a lot of ways. So, 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 when we say bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. What are, what are some of his benefits? What comes to mind? I, I give you a, I give you an illustration of some of the benefits of, like I say, apple cider vinegar. Some of the benefits of having a good job. You got good benefits. You got good insurance and all that. But what are some of the benefits? Grace and mercy. Grace and mercy. How about that? How about that? Remember, remember Jesus. Lazarus had died. Mm-hmm. Jesus purposely stayed away four days, and then when he came back, he met Martha. And he said something to Martha that was a blessing. I'm going to see if y'all pick it up in John 11. Watch verses 25 and 26. See if you pick it up. See if you pick up where Jesus blessed not only Martha, he blessed everybody that understands like Martha did. Because I know Martha believed that Jesus was the son of God. Who came to die for the sins of the world. So in John eleven twenty five, 25. Jesus said unto her. Because she's questioning him. Why weren't you here? Why weren't you here? You could have saved my brother. And Jesus said unto her. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me. Though he were dead. Yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth. And believeth in me. 
shall never die. Now the question goes out to all of us in this room. Believest thou this? That's a blessing. The, 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 very, the very fact that God has given you the faith to believe is the, one of the greatest blessings there is. Because you cannot be saved if you don't believe. Amen. Okay? You cannot be saved if you don't believe. Paul, Paul put it this way in Romans 5.1. He says one of the great blessings that, uh, that we receive as children of God is that we have peace with God. When I, when, I, when I see what's going on in our city, when I see what's going on throughout the world, when I see that in, in America, in America, last year, over 12,000 African-Americans were murdered. Okay? Let me tell you something. If you, if you murder people, you don't have peace with God. You don't have peace with God. Okay? Paul, Paul wrote, he says, he says this, therefore, Having been justified by faith. That's a blessing. The very fact that you've been justified by faith is one of the greatest blessings that God can give us. Don't always let these folks tell you, you know, you, you know your blessings got four wheels or a house or a different thing like that. Because there's a, there was a nice house in Liberty where them folks died in. Folks is dying in nice houses. Folks is getting killed in nice cars. Okay. That young man had a nice car that they shot up on the south side. Looked like about a 2022 uh, Chevy Camaro. Those about to run you about what? 50, 60 grand if it's all kitted out? Paul says, Paul says this about being blessed. I, I could go on and on. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 2, 2, 9. Now we know being just by faith is a great blessing. But Paul says this. He said, but as it is written, 1 Corinthians 2, 9, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Most of us in here, most of us in here, hopefully folks listening have, have an understanding of that. God has been good to us. God has been good to us. And, and not only that, he's prepared something even greater for us. That's what the text says. God has prepared for them that love him. What's God have, what has God prepared for us? What's we say all the time? Heaven is what? Heaven, heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. Jesus said, I go away. To what? To prepare a place for you. You who? You who believe. You that have been justified by faith. I, I, you know, I think one of the greatest indictments there is, you know, when a preacher said everybody going to heaven. That cheapens heaven. That cheapens heaven. Because heaven is a prepared place. And God gives us plenty of time down here to get prepared. What's he surely say? Everybody in heaven. Everybody in heaven wants to be there. Ain't nobody in heaven don't want to be there. You ain't just showing up. You ain't just showing up and you ain't going to want to be there. If you ain't praising them down here, you ain't going to praise them up there. You're not, you don't want to go to heaven. Can't get you to move your lips down here, but you're going to go to heaven where they're singing 24-7. I'm going to sense that man. 
can't even open a hymn book down here, but you're going to go to heaven and sit with the 24 elders. I, Galatians 5.22. Here's, look, look at all these blessings that you get. He said, but the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and forbearance and kindness and goodness and faithfulness. You know, you know, that's not yours. That's his. That's God giving that to us. That's his joy. That's his peace. That's his kindness. That's his goodness. That's his faithfulness. Hmm. Peter talking to stressed out folks. Now, Christians can get stressed out. Don't think here and think you can't get stressed out. Don't think we can't get stressed out. We're going to get stressed out. We're going to run into trouble. We're going to have times where we're confused. But, but, the, but the believer has a, we have something in our arsenal that the world don't have. Okay? Watch this. Watch this. 1 Peter 5, 7. Man, Jeremy was all on it today. Okay. Watch this. Casting all your care upon him. Amen. Okay? Here's, here's a great blessing. For he cared for you. How about that? How about that? The Lord cares for us. As his children, just like we love our children, and we do just about anything for our children. I preface that. Just about anything for our children. Okay. For he careth for us. I, I, you know, when I, when I read them, when I, when I think about these kind of verses, and then we, we get to verse 3, 4, and 5. Watch this. This was interesting to me, just explaining it and just having it explained to me what this really means. And, and even before I even go into it, how many in here know what a, the difference between a sin, an iniquity, and a transgression? They're not the same. A sin is simply we missing the mark, Okay. An iniquity, an iniquity is an act of moral uncleanness. You're doing something indecent. You're doing something that you don't want nobody to know you do. Okay? It's a moral uncleanness. Now, transgression is simply you crossing over a boundary that, that, that God has God has said you have no business doing. Matter of fact, you know, it's just transgression and transgendering. It's sort of about the same thing. You know, a transgression is you saying to God, I don't care what you think. I'm going to do this. Okay? I'm going to do this. I'm, I know it says keep out. I know it says stop. But, but I'm going to keep on going. That's a transgression. You know you know what it's saying. You know you shouldn't be doing it, but you do it. You define the, the law of God. So when, when, David, when David is writing this, now remember, David did some stuff. Okay? He says, who forgiveth all thy iniquities. Okay? He didn't say forgiven all thy sins. He said, forgiven all thy iniquity, all your acts of moral uncleanness. And, you know, we can sit here. Ain't none of us in here holier than thou. 
I don't want to know. We was talking about this this morning. We, you know, we're going to have a little testimony service next week. Listen, don't y'all get too deep because there's some stuff I don't even want to know you did. I, you know, there's stuff I've done in the past. Y'all ain't never going to know. Google ain't never going to tell you. Okay? Oh, man. It's just, it is what it is. But guess what? God, God forgiveth all thy iniquity who healeth all thy diseases. Now, what, now, if you're not thinking, and this is why we teach, if you're not thinking, you would say, well, he, he healeth all thy diseases. Let me tell you what that means. Let me, that word, that word healeth me to mend, to, to cure, or to repair, to cause, to heal, to make whole. See, sometimes our iniquities, those moral sins that we do, okay, they cause pain in our lives. Okay? Sometimes we get into relationships that cause us pain and, and heartache. The writer here is, is taking those, those pains and troubles that, that, that bad relationships, bad acts cause, and he's calling them diseases. He's calling them diseases, little sores, you know? You, 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 ever, you, ever, you ever been... Involved in something that makes you sore, not not so much uh, not so much a physical sore, but a mental sore. Okay, David is the, the writer of Hebrew. The writer of this psalm is saying God heals all those. Think about some of the stuff we've been through. Some of the some of the stuff that we've been through. Some of the iniquities that we that we've been through. God has healed us. God has been a, God has made it made it made us able to even recover from some bad stuff happening to us. Yes. And there's some folks out there that you really want to know. You go down to some of these women's centers and some of these places, and there's some folks that's really been through some stuff because of relationships. Because of relationships. But he, he he because he's that kind of God, he forgiveth all thy iniquities. Watch this. He redeemeth. Die from thy life from destruction. Hey, where were we heading before God saved us? Before God saved us, we was heading for destruction. Amen. Not only did He not only did He redeem us from destruction, but He crowned us with loving kindness and tender mercy. We've been talking about tender mercy because God showed us mercy. When he saved us, he's showing us mercy. When he called us out of darkness into his marvelous life, he showed us mercy. When he healed us from all our iniquities, he's showing us mercy. So we walking around here and, and we got a crown of, of mercy on our head and a crown of God's loving kindness. We should. We should be quick to tell people what God has done for us. We should be quick. Folks won't be running from us. Listen, you know what? I, look, God has been good to me. I've been through some stuff. I've been through some battles. I've been through the valley. I've been, I've been, I've been down and I've been out. But God has been faithful and he's shown me mercy. Amen. Okay. Somebody used to sing a song. I'm still standing. After all that I've been through. How about that? Look at verse number five. This is a fascinating verse. Fascinating verse. He said, who satisfied thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. I See, some verses, when you study them and prepare them to teach, you'd be like, what's that mean? We went to the zoo a couple years ago. We looked at that eagle. That eagle was old. 
Now I said, I, I, I just Google, how long can an eagle live? Some eagles can live to be in their 70s. Okay? But here's what it says. But in order for an eagle to reach that age, something, he has to make a painful decision in his 40s. That's the eagle. Now who created the eagle? God created the eagle. See, see, some of us, we want, we want all the good things, but we don't want no pain. We don't want no heartache. We don't want no trials. But somebody used to say, no pain, no gain. So for this eagle to reach 70, okay, it says, at that time, the eagle goes through a 150-day change that extends the eagle's life. That includes, now here's what happens to the eagle at 40, if he wants to live. Every eagle don't make it to 70. Okay. But for an eagle to make it to 70, it has to break off its beak. Okay? It has to break off its beak and all its feathers. He's got to get all, rid of all his feathers. What's he doing? What's, he, what's, it, what's a beak? What's an eagle without a beak? What's an eagle without feathers? Can't fly, can't hunt. What's he doing? Depending on God. Depending on God. So when you look at this verse now, who satisfy thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. That's what it's saying. See, some of us in here, I know. I, I, let me speak for myself. I'm better because of trials. I'm better because of adversity. I'm better because of the things that I, God has brought me through than I would be if God just handed to me all my life. Amen. So we got too many, too many folks just don't want to work. Sometimes you're going to struggle serving God and you're going to get stronger. You know, some of us, when, when Cindy and I look at our marriage, it's stronger now because of what we've been through. It ain't, it ain't strong now because we've been on cruise and on vacations and, and all that. No, it's stronger because we've been through some stuff. Amen. Okay? We've been buried both our parents. We've been buried loved ones. We've been buried sisters and brothers. We ain't done. We ain't done. And just buried a daughter-in-law. We, we, you know, and, 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 and we're stronger because of that. Amen. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Like the eagles, the Christians, we got to go through some stuff. We want to get to heaven. The Bible says it's a narrow road to lead to heaven. And if you be to find that, what do you mean by a narrow road? Man? What do you mean, pastor? Uh, you know, no, it ain't a smooth road. It ain't a smooth road. It's not a smooth way, okay? It's a rough way. If we had to choose, me, you know, Blanche, Blanche want to fly to, she want to fly to Georgia now. She don't want me to drive her. Somebody must have told her he drive like a fool, you know? So now she want to fly, okay? But that's another story. That's, that's another story. But what I'm saying is you, there's, there's different ways to go down south. You can go down the back roads. You hit that little ways, whatever, whatever GPS. It'll take you some different ways. But the way you want to go is the way that's well lit, well paved, no trouble. Because you can get some trouble going down to uh, Georgia, the back roads. Amen. Okay. So, so, so we see, we see 
He satisfy our mouths like, like the, and renew us like the eagle. He redeemeth our life. But, but think about some other stuff that he does. When you become a Christian. What happened to Paul when he became a Christian? What's the first thing that happened to Paul when he became a Christian? What's the first thing that God done to Saul when he became a Christian? Changed his name. We become the children of God. Okay? Watch this. Watch this. Revelations 3 and 12. Watch this. It says, Him that overcometh, the believer. See, see, only one kind of believer is going to get to heaven. And it says, One that overcometh some stuff down here. Like I tell you, it ain't a smooth ride. You, you, a, lot of, a lot of Christians are quit. They get too, it, can get, it, can get, it can get rough down here. But he that overcometh, to him that overcometh, watch what God says. Will I make a pillar in the temple of my God? How about that? When we get to heaven, God's going to set us up. Okay? He's going to set us up in his house. And he shall go no more out. How about that? <laughs> and I listen, and I will write upon him the name of my God. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So I, I ain't going back to the tattoo shop. I'm going to wait to heaven. God going to tap me up. Okay? And that's what it says. He's going to tap me up when I get to heaven. And I, and I will write upon him the name of my God. What's the name of my God? Redeemer. Job said, I know. My Redeemer Live it. Watch what that. And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the of the city of my God. So he's gonna put some stuff on us. And the name of that city is the New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God. And I will write upon him my new name. What's the new name of God? What did he come to do? His new name will be the Redeemer. The Redeemer. God came to redeem our souls. Are you ready for a new name? Okay. You get a new name in heaven. You're gonna get a new, you're gonna get a new language in heaven. How about that? When you when you become a Christian, you get a new language. Some of us struggle down here with that new language, don't we? But struggling is good. See, I, I, I'd rather see someone struggling than not struggling. But watch what Paul says again. About this new language. He says in, 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 in Ephesians 4.29. He said let not. He said let no corrupt communication. Proceed out of thy mouth. How about that? But that which is good. To the use of edifying. Let me stop there. Let me stop there. When we start talking to people now. With these, with these new bodies. With these new souls. With this new spirit in us. What should we be talking about? Let's talk to people. I talk to more people probably than anybody in here. I talk, I'm always talking to people. But you know what? You know what I love to talk about? The goodness of God. Amen. Jesus. I love talking about John 3.16. I love talking about Ephesians 8.9. I love talking about heaven. I love talking about that to people. Okay? And people need to hear it. Amen. People need to hear it. So, so when he says for the edifying, when you want to talk to somebody, you want to, you want to make sure that you're talking about things that they need to hear. Who don't, who don't need to hear about the things of God? 
who don't need to hear about the, the glory of heaven and the, and the rebirth and the new birth? You can say, if you don't want to hear that, you don't know what they want to hear. And sometimes they just need to hear it. Sometimes they just need to hear it. They hear enough cussing. People hear enough cussing and swearing. You know, everybody cussing anymore. You know, you go around people and they don't even know who they talking to and they cussing and swearing. You know, they on their motorcycles now and I hear the cussing and the swearing. You know, Ephesians, Colossians 3 said, now, 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 he says, now put off all these. When you get, when you get saved, you got to put off some stuff. Okay. He said, put off all these. Anger, wrath, and malice, and blasphemy, and filthy communication out of your mouth. He, he says this, and have put on a new man. You know when you can say you put on a new man, new woman, however you want to put it. I don't know if it's gender specific, but you put it on. Put it on something new, and the things that could come out of you because you got this new spirit, and you got this new heart, and there's some good things to be coming out of your mouth. A good testimony, talking about the faithfulness of God. Folks need to hear David writing in Psalms 107, he, he says this. I, I, I imagine running into David. Imagine running into David after God delivered him, after God created a new heart in David. Imagine what David talked about. I got an idea here because I got a scripture. He said, oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endure forever. What if you met somebody in the lobby? Christina, we drop you off, and you go in the lobby, and they say, how you doing, Christine? You say, oh, give thanks. Unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Imagine, imagine you greet somebody with that. They'd be like, wow, that's deep. I never heard nobody addressed like that. Try it. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Watch this. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he have redeemed from the hand of the enemy. That's that's an interesting verse. We can spend some time on that because everybody that's redeemed has been redeemed from the hand of the enemy. He ain't redeemed you from nothing good. He redeemed you from something bad. You ought to, you ought to have a new song. You ought to have a new song. I mean, some of the old stuff we used to listen to wasn't, wasn't awful stuff, but we ought to have a new song when you get saved. Revelations 15. <laughs> it says, And they sang the song of Moses, the servant of God, the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways, thou King of the saints. That's the song of Moses. You know where they got that song at? When, they went, when God parted the Red Sea. And they, when they got across there and, and Marion was a, the minister of music and they sang glories to God. Some of us have, have had our red seas. And have we stopped singing? Have we stopped singing? God, God has not changed. When you become a Christian, when you come, become a believer, this, this is like evangelical, evangelistic, excuse me, type sermons. Because what you want to do is tell people about God. Tell people about what God is going to do. Okay, tell people what God will do to a lost person. That's what it means to be evangelistic. I keep on messing it up, but evangelistic. Stay with me. Evangelistic. I say it again. Evangelistic. You want to tell people what God has done. Tell people what God has done. Tell people what God is capable of doing. Here's what he's capable of doing. 
It didn't, it didn't start in the New Testament. It started in the Old Testament. Watch what he says in Ezekiel. Y'all know these verses. Ezekiel 11, watch what he says. He said, I will give them one heart. I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit within you. And I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and I will give them a heart of flesh. You know what a stony heart is? You know what a stony heart is? Heart, a heart, a hard, inflexible heart, a heart that is not going to change. I used to have a friend when I was thought about this. I had a friend I used to golf with years ago and his name was Stony. And, and when I thought about it, I said, let me think about it. what was what was some other things, characteristics of Stoney. He was hard-headed. He probably, he might be listening to this. Even he was stuck in his ways. He was going to do it his way. And nobody was going to change him. Okay? So that's that stony heart. But God said, I'm going to give you a heart of flesh. A heart able to, to receive God's mercy. A stony heart can't receive God's mercy. A stony heart can't receive God's love, God's grace. Can't receive God's joy. Stony heart can, but a heart of flesh can. Remember what David said. David said in Psalms 51, he said, created me a clean heart. When he messed up, he said, God created me a clean heart, oh God. And watch, and renew a right spirit in me, a right spirit in me. David knew, and he went right to the creator. He didn't go to the people. He didn't go to nobody but God. Got on his knees and said, God created me a clean heart. This heart, this heart messed up. This heart is dirty. It's, it's full of iniquities. I've done some bad things. And David said, create in me a new heart. See, see, sincere. When you're sincere about sin and when you get caught and you're sincere about getting right, you don't want to just get right for a little while. You want to be right forever. You want to stay right. See, a sincere sinner is not satisfied with being found not guilty. So you can, you, can, you can go to court, you can get a nice high-powered lawyer, and you can go to court, you know you're wrong. The, 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 your lawyer know you're wrong. He know you did what they said you did. But now you got money, you got resources, you go in there and, 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 and you pay the judge off, like the man down in, in Columbia, and he had a DUI and, and took $500 to, to the judge and said, you know, make this go away. And the judge charged him with that. I always said, well, you didn't, 500 ain't going to do that. <laughs> no, no. And the big time funeral director down there, he got caught and he, he gave the judge $500 and the envelope said, make it go away. And, and the judge said, no, that's, you're going to jail. <laughs> okay. You should have started off with 5,000. Um, no, sincere sinners. When you sincere, Okay. You want to be, you want to be faithful the rest of your life. Let me give you an example. Remember OJ? OJ? He was guilty. All y'all in here know he's guilty. Okay. Y'all know he was, y'all know he killed some folks. He got off. And went right back to, to the crazy stuff. And they booked him for a long time. See, see, see he wasn't sincere. He wasn't like David. David, David, if OJ would have said like David, I got out of this. You found me not guilty. Okay. Thank you, Johnny Cochran. But you know what? I'm getting ready to ask God to create in me a clean heart and to renew a right spirit within me. 
You get a new heart. You get a new line. You get a new language. You get a new mind. How about that? You get a new mind. Anybody got a, anybody here got a new mind since since you got saved? I think some of you have. I watch. I've been, I've been watching folks in here grow for years now. I see. I see God transforming us. I see us getting stronger and stronger. I, I listen in, in, in the Sunday schools on Wednesday night. I listen to, 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 to the way you guys answer questions and the way you guys respond to scriptures. And I'm, and I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing Romans 12 too, right before my eyes. Where Paul, writing to the Romans, he said, be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed. I see, I see transformation going on. How's that transformation happening? By the renewing of your mind. How's a mind renewed? How's a mind renewed? How's anything renewed? Sometimes you got, before you can renew something, what do you got to do sometimes? Tear down the old. You got to knock it all the way out. You got to dig up some stuff. It ain't easy to be renewed. That's why folks, a lot of folks walk away. It's going to take some, it's going to take some work to be renewed. Okay? Hmm. Not only renewed, but having your eyes of your understanding open, being enlightened. You know, once you become a woman of God, a man of God, you, you see things, you see the whole world different. God is saying, God is saying, are you seeing things differently now? You got to ask yourself that. Ask yourself that. Am I seeing things differently now? Hmm. We receive a new life. We receive a new life when you become a child of God. See, this is, this is not, this is not, you know, I hear, I hear people say, you know, they'll sing these songs. Just turn it over to Jesus. Let the Lord lead you, you know, and, and you sing all these songs. But if we don't get into the real dogma of what it means to be a Christian, we sing all those songs and, and, and they mean really nothing. Just words, just Paul, God called them tinkling brass, tinkling brass. And, 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 and this kind of this, these kind of lessons has to be taught because I mean, how many, we can sit here and say, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And we can, it can just float off our tongues. But what's it mean to be in Christ? What's it mean to be in Christ? Walking with the Lord, talking with the Lord, understanding what it means to be redeemed, understanding what it means to be justified, under, understanding what salvation means, understanding what it means to be saved, understand who God is and why he came to die. All this stuff has to be, has to click, has to click. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, what? Believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so many people say, well, you know, I believe that verse. That ain't an easy verse to believe. That's not an easy verse. To believe in Christ means you got to believe in the death, burial, and resurrection. Why did he come? Why did he die? Why did he live a sinless life? All that. We receive. Here's the last one. We receive an inner power. We receive an inner power. Think about that. Toya, we we was talking about this on Wednesday. Coming out of Pentecostalism, you that inner power is gonna make you run around, gonna make you hop around and speak in languages you don't that you never spoke in before. That's not what receiving the inner power means. That's not what it means. Okay, receiving inner power a lot of times it just means God give, has given you the faith to believe the scriptures, and it's not always exciting. 
It's not always exciting. And you may struggle. You may get weak. You may, you, you may, you may have to work through some stuff. But you thank God for giving you the power to work through it. Paul, Paul writing about this inner power. Watch what he says. See if you can see if you relate to this. We, I'm, I'm just going to give you Ephesians 2.10. But, but this is what he's saying. He says, for, but for we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. Think about that. We were created in Christ Jesus unto good works. That's what he created us for. He created us for no other reason but to do good. And, and really what that means is to represent him on this earth. And all we do. For all you do. Psalms 103, and I'm going to close. He said, know ye that the Lord God is good. It is he that have made us and not we ourselves. We are, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. It gets tough. Preaching gets tough. Serving gets tough. Being good gets tough. Okay? Being faithful gets tough. Being committed gets tough. You let, you let the wrong people tell you they ain't gonna be a Christian is easy. Not. Being a Christian is tough. But. Yeah, the benefits. How about that? Okay. Here's the verse I close with. Here's the verse I close with. Yeah, it gets tough. 2 Corinthians 4 and 16. Watch this. Got tough for Paul. It got tough for Paul. It get tough for me. Everybody in here has, has, has gone through bouts. But guess what? He says, for which cause? We faint not. We faint not. But though our outward man perish. How about that? But though our outward man perish. We're going, this, this, man, this old man getting weaker and weaker. Some of us in here. I know I ain't by myself. Boy, tying your shoes ain't as easy as it used to be. Okay? It's not. Though the outward man perish, yet the inward man, the inward man is renewed day by day. Watch what Paul says. Now remember, he got his head cut off. He was stoned. He was, he was rejected everywhere he went. He was hated. He was despised. And, and he was so committed. He was so committed. He was so committed. Watch. For our light affliction, Paul says. He calls it a light affliction. He said, for our light affliction. This man was... This man was getting ready to get his head cut off. He was hated. He was stoned, left for dead. And he calls it a light affliction. He says, which is but for a moment. Amen. Just for a moment. For, for, he said, working for us a far more exceeding and eternal way to glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. We keep our eyes on glory. Not on this eternal, not on this temporal stuff. So, oh, well, as I close, not exciting stuff, but bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. 
and all that is within me. There's a lady that sings that song, and I, and I love hearing her sing. And she just sings. She just sings the song. She says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and watch and forget. I don't want y'all to forget. Not all His benefits." And we talk about some benefits. Maybe we'll just have that testimony service. We'll talk about some of the benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities and who healeth thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfy thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Precious Lord, thank you. Thank you for all your benefits. Thank you for giving us a, a new outlook on life. Thank you for giving us the faith to believe. Thank you for giving us the grace to endure. Thank you for giving us, showing us mercy, Father God. When we get out of line, when we get off that narrow path, you show us your mercy, Father God. Continue to be with us, Father God. You know all our needs. You know all our needs. You know all the desires. You know what we're dealing with. We pray right now in advance. For Sister LaVon, as she goes into surgery tomorrow, we pray that she would have a speedy recovery, Father God, and that everything would just go as planned, Father God. Be with us as we leave this place, Father God. Let us be sober and vigilant because it is crazy on these streets and, and, and sin abounds everywhere. Father, thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen.